Songfinch is like a content making machine. So they are supplying us with tons of really amazing reveals. And what we're able to do is go through this huge document of all the different reveals and find the most touching moments. And from there, what we do is iterate on them. And some reveals, there's a lot of emotion. Some are like a lot of laughing. We go through and find those best moments and then turn them into ads and add some captions to them just to really get people to stop that scroll, just so that they're kind of interested, pique their interest, and then they begin to watch. And, and the cool thing is, is that when people see those reveals, they want to create a reveal like that themselves. And then, you know, eventually we, you know, maybe get that reveal and, and get to run it on Facebook as ads and the feedback loop continues. Did you know that the subscription market is predicted to grow to over $2.6 trillion by 2028? As a fast-growing area in commerce, subscriptions hold tremendous opportunities to build a community of customers who share your values. Recharge is the leading subscription management solution helping e-commerce merchants of all sizes launch and scale subscription offerings. Recharge powers the growth for over 15,000 subscription merchants and their communities, turning one-time transactions into long-term customer relationships. Whether you're a direct-to-consumer business or an omni-channel brand, merchants who use Recharge are able to experience predictable revenue, increased customer loyalty, and higher average order values. So turn transactions into relationships and experience seamless subscription commerce with Recharge. Get started today with the subscriptions payment solution trusted by over 50 million consumers worldwide by heading over to rechargepayments.com forward slash DTC. Hello and welcome to All Killer No Filler, the D2C podcast. I am Eric Dick. Today I am here with Ashley Gonzalez from the Songfinch team, as well as John Braden and Dan from Team Pilot House. Uh, we're catching up a little bit. We did a podcast in January of 2022 when I know we were having a lot of growth with digital products at that time, like Songfinch, great brand. We'll talk a little bit about it in the intro. Ashley, can you catch us up? What's gone on since, uh, how has 2022 been for Songfinch? Yeah, it's been a great, exciting, record-breaking year, all the things that we wanted. Um, last time we chatted, we were just coming off of like Q4 planning, um, and we thought we were hitting some of our biggest peaks ever, and it feels like we've been able to continue that growth. Almost every single month has been a best month ever, which is just really fun and, and a lot of uh, growth and excitement for us. Um, we've been able to hit $3 million in a single month, which was a big goal for us in terms of revenue, but then we've also been able to generate a a lot of a lot of income and a lot of work for our artists and create a lot of a lot of songs thousands of songs out there for customers thousands of happy tears and really generate a lot of excitement around the brand and get people to experience it it's really cool about your product is it is it creates value on all sides of it has its own economy essentially where you have this creator economy that you're feeding you've got this emotional economy on the song side that, that you're feeding with your users uh, so it's a really uh, a great ecosystem that's really cool what would you say, if you had to uh, attribute the success that you're having, what would you kind of point it to, the, the growth specifically? Yeah, you know, I think it is the product. The product is really amazing, and there's not a lot like it out there. I think everyone has such a unique story, whether it's a love story about how they met someone or an adoption story, how they grew their family, or even just remembering someone that's passed along. Like, 
everyone just has these unique histories that they want to share. And our artists are just so incredibly talented. They're able to deliver this like meaningful and emotive experience. On top of that, like what works really well for us is that once people have this amazing moment, they share this experience, they want to talk about it. So they tell their friends about it. They capture how they revealed it. They share that on social media or they just keep buying songs. We have a handful of customers now that are making like albums of their life. They want to commemorate all these different experiences and, and really put together like an album that celebrates their family their journey. And so it really just comes down to the product creating this like flywheel of great feelings, um, great vibes, and just keeping that ongoing. Three million in a month is quite an achievement uh, for any brand. Just mind boggling. How much of that would you guess is sort of new customers coming in? And how much of it is, as you say, customers coming back buying multiple songs for people? Is it mostly new revenue? Yeah, it's, a, it's a definitely a bit of both. I think we're still uh, spreading the word about Songfinch. While there's a ton of people that have heard us and experienced us, we're still getting the word out. So we're definitely still looking for new customers. Um, but then we're just lucky that there's so many reasons to use Songfinch. It's not just like a big anniversary gift or a big holiday gift. Like it can be for the smallest thing, like sending your kid off to pre-K or even just to celebrate a retirement or a promotion. And so we do find a really healthy balance between new customers and repeat. You were recently named to Inc. 5000's fastest growing company list. I've seen a lot of companies, you know, rolling out those awesome honors. What what has that, how did, for, I'm just, I'm curious how, how that process kind of came about and what has that meant to, to you and your team? Yeah, it, it's so exciting. I mean, like you were saying, you look at that list and it's innovators and inspiring companies and it's great to be around that company and it's inspiring to keep the growth going. For us, it, it's been a lot of hard work. It's been a, a couple years where we were still trying to figure out that product market fit, but figuring out the right product, figuring out the way to speak to customers, use their own language to ex- to explain it to them has helped us like get on the list and grow it. So we're excited at Songfinch, but it's also super exciting for our artists. Um, it means we've been able to pay a lot of money out to our artists, over 12.7 million so far. We think it'll be even more. And that's why we have like a 95% artist retention. Like um, we're super proud of the fact that we're able to help these artists make a living doing what they love to do and what they're so incredibly talented at. So it means a lot to us as a company and, it, and we're just getting started. I'm curious, do you have, it just makes me think of like gold records and platinum records. Do you sort of have honors? And I also think of my friend's business, which is called Shine On, which is a print on demand jewelry company. And they have all these really interesting sort of awards to incentivize on the, the shop owner side uh, on that business. Do you have interesting things that really incentivize your creators besides referrals and commissions and things like that? Yeah, totally. We do. So we've recently launched um, an artist reward program, just celebrating all of the big milestones that they hit regularly. Um, But then we also celebrate like the small wins, like some of the reveals that give us the most happy tears. We're crying all the time at Songfinch when customers share their content with us. It's just so powerful. Or funniest lyrics or even some of our songs hitting so many views on, or excuse me, listens on like Spotify or Apple Music. So we're always looking for ways we can reward them with Songfinch socks or a shirt or a mug or even some of those like platinum albums, vinyl records. We do it all. We really lean into it and just celebrate like the content that's being produced and what a great quality it is. I love it. The uh, The top prize at this uh, Shine On jewelry company is a giant broadsword, a giant engaged. So I don't know if that's going to fit with your audience, but I think it just pays to be creative in those kinds of outside of the box, uh, you know, rewards. Exactly. 
And then the last time we spoke, we're going to jump into the pilot house team a little bit. I'm just curious, you know, about the, the media buying creative team, like what it actually means to, you know, hit 3 million in a month. But before we just dive into that, I'm just curious about TikTok. You had mentioned TikTok before. I think we were just kind of getting our feet wet uh, on the agency side, on the traffic side with TikTok. Um, how has TikTok panned out during these months of incredible growth? Yeah, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster, but it's been a blast. I mean, TikTok is a unique platform that requires different types of content, just figuring out who you're talking to. Um, so we started with a whole bunch of tests and we've been able to ramp it up to around a quarter of a million in 30 days, which we're super excited about revenue wise. We're looking for ways we can continue to grow TikTok and, and figure out ways to engage with that audience. Very cool. Then on the on the pilot house side, maybe John kick it off, like just talk a little bit about like it's spending this much to achieve these these revenue numbers there must be some white knuckle days this summer has it has it been awesome it's been great um but yeah there's there's definitely been days where, where ashley's just messaging me like yeah let's try to hit you know you know x days and i'm just like jacking budgets basically all day um that definitely like the the biggest part of that i think has been the relationship between songfinch and pilot house and how we've like really dialed in uh, our creative velocity and launching all these new reveals and, you know, building them out and, and really scaling out some of those campaigns. So definitely a two way street for sure. What do we mean when we say velocity? What does velocity mean in the context of hitting these kinds of sales numbers? Like what you, you described the, the creative process a little bit. Can you go in a bit more detail? Yeah, totally. Um, <clears throat> I mean, like the, the first thing that really comes to mind is the thing that really moves the needle on this account is the creative and it's specifically those those reveals that we get so you know a customer recording uh them giving the song to somebody you know it might be somebody they love um and then basically like showing their reaction it's usually super uh super touching um so when we're talking about creative and reveals you know that's basically what we're talking about and really trying to hit those huge months launching all of this creative it takes a bit of uh, you know, give and take between Pilot House and Songfinch. Like, you know, we've been with them for almost a year now. So a, a lot of those creatives that are coming down the pipe, we know what's going to work. We have a pretty good idea at this point. So, you know, when we're building out new, uh, you know, captions, iterations on all of these, we can test, you know, dozens and dozens at a time. Uh, and that's been really, you know, a, a big key to, to unlocking a lot of that success with Velocity. And then, Braden, on the creative side, when we're saying testing dozens and dozens of the time, is this, it's essentially, it's, you know, three to five, like, core concepts and then dozens of iterations of each of those? Songfinch is like a content-making machine. So they are supplying us with with tons of, of really amazing reveals. And, uh, you know, what we're able to do is go through this this huge document of all the different reveals and find the most touching moments and... And then from there, what we do is, is uh, you know, iterate on them and, and see how we can use the same reveals. You know, some reveals, like there's a lot of emotion. Some are like a lot of laughing, you know, some it's crying and things like that. So we go through and, and find those best moments and then turn them into ads and add some captions to them just to really get people to stop that scroll, just so that they're kind of interested, pique their interest, and then they begin to watch. And, and the cool thing is, is that when people see those reveals, they want to create a reveal like that themselves. And then, you know, eventually we, you know, maybe get that reveal and, and get to run it on Facebook as ads and the, the kind of the feedback loop continues. So 
I think the, even just the term reveal, I think is something is really, it's really under, it's, it's, it's unique because it's not like, I don't know if every brand thinks about it that way. I bet there probably are a lot more brands out there that could think about their product in terms of the effect that it has on others in that moment of revealing. Ash, you were saying, you know, you're crying all the time at Songfinch, crying tears of joy. I imagine of all those emotions that Brayden kind of spoke there, I bet it is those emotional, heartfelt, touching ones that probably do best. Is that what you find? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Like, who doesn't want to tell someone how much they mean to you? And, like, who doesn't want to hear that? Like, I I just love seeing, like, my favorite are when, like, the huge dad who looks so rough and tough, like, turns into a teddy bear. Or, like, that moment of realization where they're like, oh, this is, like, a cool song. And then all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute, that's my name. That's my kid. That's our kid's name. Like, that moment of realization is just, like, pure joy and, like, so wonderful. And we really do think about it, like, not as a product, um, not as just a song, but, like, a whole experience. Like, you actually, as a as a customer at Songfinch, get to craft, like, create something with a talented musician that a lot of people wouldn't get the experience to do. And then you get to, like, gift that in some way. And that whole thing from um, start to actually delivering it and capturing that moment is the entire experience that we want to cultivate and, and have customers enjoy. D2C marketers, let's get real. How many hours have you wasted searching for brand influencers only to come up empty-handed? It's time to stop spending time searching, scrolling, and haggling with influencers and start using creator marketing with Hashtag Paid. With Hashtag Paid, you can find your perfect creator match for your brand in less than 10 minutes every time. Getting started is easy. Just select your audience and campaign objectives, pick from a short list of creators, and hit run. It's just that easy. There's a reason why Hashtag Paid is the number one rated influencer marketing platform for D2C brands. And as a D2C podcast listener, you can even get up to $500 in account credit until September 30th for your first campaign. Just go to go.hashtagpaid.com slash DTCpod to get started. Is Q4, you know, I, I, think of, I think of Q4 so often about consumer products, people kind of stocking their cupboards and, and filling their desires and things like that. Is Q4, is it just as big of a focus in the Songfinch game as it is in, in other CPG brands? Yeah, we, we definitely have a big focus on the holidays on Q4 because it's a it's a good gift-giving opportunity. It's another opportunity full of nostalgia and telling people that you love them and getting them together. Um, but I think we're also maybe a little bit more mindful than other brands. Like, we don't need to jump into a holiday language and, and ads immediately. Like, there's still so much to still celebrate in September, October, November that, that doesn't exactly have to be, like, uh, holiday, Black Friday, Cyber Monday focused. And what are we doing on the on the pilot house side uh, in preparation to help make this the biggest Q4 ever? Is it really stockpiling those creatives, just continuing to find uh, the winning angles, winning treatments of those angles? Yeah, definitely. Like like I mentioned, you know, the biggest thing that really moves the needle on this account are those those reveals. So, you know, stockpiling, looking at what won last year, uh, applying those practices to this year. Is definitely super big, and then basically planning early. Like we've we've already had our our Q4 conversations with with Ashley and the team, so definitely getting it started, audience building, all that stuff, just getting ready. John, you you know you're talking about about the scaling journey here, and you know to 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 be hitting these these really high numbers 
I'm just curious, what, what's happening technically right now in terms of meta and, and scaling techniques? I know we've talked a lot about horizontal scaling, about vertical scaling, uh, and you were just mentioning about like just switching budgets all the time. What what are the methods that you're finding working best to achieve those those really high scale numbers when you have winning creative and all of these things? Does it matter? Is it really just a matter of turning your budgets up and, and meta is figuring it out these days? <laughs> I, I wish it was that simple. Yeah, it, it, it's still a lot of the old practices for sure. Um, you know, we're building a lot of our stuff out just to CBOs and, you know, finding those winners, scaling them out horizontally, you know, changing attribution, cost caps, all of the old practices. But let's just let's just just for people who are listening, and because I know we haven't talked actually about horizontal vertical scaling in a while. What are the core methods we're using to scale these days? If you could just itemize those a little bit. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the big thing that we do on our end is We'll test specific creative, uh, you know, specific reveals in basically an audience test, just just a regular CBO. We see where Facebook basically allocates spend to, to those kind of early winners. And then from there, we'll isolate them. So basically, we'll duplicate them out into a different campaign. Uh, this might be a cost cap, let's say, where we can reallocate much more budget to those specific winners. And, and then also, you know, we can't duplicate out campaigns just change the attribution setting. So if we're targeting, you know, seven day click, we might just duplicate the exact same campaign as a one day and we'll be hitting a slightly different audience. And it doesn't take, you know, a ton of extra effort on our end to, to do those things, you know, just knowing the nuances of, uh, of what to look for, basically. So very cool. The other thing that we haven't talked a ton about in a while that we used to talk a lot about more in the podcast is this idea of uh, third party brands essentially is creating micro brands as a way to gain sort of more coverage of a specific campaign when you might be really saturated uh, in, in people's news feeds. Can we talk a little bit about the the third party brand strategy and how it's worked for Songfinch? Sure. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we employ a bit of a similar strategy when it comes to working with you know influencers. Let's say specifically with dark posting, so running ads under you know somebody else's handle. So the idea is essentially the same. It's just a Facebook page that's been created by our brand. So yeah, it, it just allows us to run slightly more kind of off-brand uh, creatives that can maybe feel a little bit more organic to you know a potential customer. Yeah, for the most part, we've we've seen quite a bit of success there. Lower clicks, click-through rate, usually quite a bit higher because people don't really feel like they're being served an ad for the most part. And then the battle just becomes, you know, post-click and uh, educating the customer on on the actual product. What about dark posting and whitelisting? Have we have we yet managed to line up one of these reveals and actually run it from their handle? Has that been tested? It hasn't been tested yet, but it's about to. So yeah, we're, we're kicking off with a new service here. I guess we'll probably be testing some new content maybe by the end of the month, hopefully. So. We should have more later on that. I could see that working extremely well. I think I could see it because I, I hear I, just from what I hear on the, in the Twitter sphere and that that you know whitelisting, dark posting, where you're actually um, posting content not from your brand's handle, actually from other individuals or, or other brands handles is, is working more times than it is not. And I think when you could match that up with a personalized creative, I could just see it working wonders on this account. I'm excited to see how those results look. Yeah, absolutely. Just to jump in there <clears throat> about um, you know white whitelisting and, and dark posting, um, I think the biggest component to that is that it unlocks like a secondary sales force for your brand, right? And a lot of what has shifted in the way that consumers 
I would say validate and verify the, the products that they're buying has to do with reviews and signals of trust and understanding how other consumers have interacted with that brand. And so when you're, when you're talking about whitelisting and dark posting, it's like, it's the difference between standing in front of a room and telling everyone in the room that you're great and having someone else stand in front of the room and tell everyone else that you're great. In one scenario, the first one, you kind of look conceited and a little bit like a jerk. And in the other one, most of the people in that room are going to think you're great. And so, so getting that perspective from someone who's been satisfied and happy with the product that they've purchased is, is a really big selling point. And a lot of the time using that content in sort of the later stages of the funnel is something that can get someone to, to kind of get that final push to actually convert and, and make a purchase. Love it. Uh, so we hit 3 million, Songfinch hit 3 million in Shopify revenue in August. Fantastic. When, when is, when are you going to hit four, Ashley? <laughs> uh, John, hopefully this month, maybe this week. Uh, you know, we're ready to grow. We we want to get the word out. We want more customers to try us, and we want to make a heck of a lot more money for our artists too. So we're having a great time doing it. Are there any other things on your on your marketing agenda? Like, obviously, the, you know, when you've got these social media platforms working like it's 2012 or whatever, it's just amazing for you. But are there other things that you're doing to bring the Song Finch uh, brand even wider? Yeah, a couple things. I think when we think about the experience, like we're looking for different ways we can deepen the actual product, make additional collaborative opportunities. One of them that we recently launched that we're excited about for the holidays is uh, gift cards. So even as simple as just being able to gift the experience to someone else when maybe you don't know uh, their music taste or exactly what story they want to tell, we think that's an awesome opportunity to continue to drive repeat purchases, help spread the word, but gift it in a different way. And then we think about platforms. Uh, I get really excited around some of the streaming TV that's going on right now. So I think that there's some that are leaning heavily into direct response, which fits well for us. But but how cool is it for a startup brand or a brand in general to like be on TV? It, it's just cool and it feels big and it's exciting. And when you pair it with some of these uh, performance companies and, and, and a smart social strategy, it can work really well. It's only 20 million you need to get uh, on the beta of Netflix's new ad supported model. So um with three million a month, uh, you'll be there in, in a few months, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, that's exciting. I, Ashley, you'd mentioned when I, we'd asked you the fifty k question, if we were to give you a fifty k grant uh, at the time. Again, you've got these social media platforms just absolutely singing for you in terms of ads. Where would you put the fifty thousand uh, dollars now? In, in if you had to put it into your marketing budget. Yeah, I, I think on this, right now I'm in artist acquisition. I, I'm looking for more extremely talented uh, professional musicians who can help us create and, and want to tell stories and keep honing their craft uh, to keep up with some of our customers. We're a dual-sided marketplace. We have customers and we have artists. And to keep up with some of our growth metrics, um, we need to be finding additional very talented professional musicians across all genres. So I think right now I'm, I'm plugging some of that into artist acquisition. Well, I know you're talking to two of Pilot House's top rap artists here on this podcast, so maybe you can convince them to jump on the platform. Braden produced a absolute banger of a, a hip hop song with Mr. Dan Norcia, uh, aka Danimal. Uh, but I guess we're keeping that internal for now. We're not really, we won't be able to hear that uh, debuted on the podcast. But maybe if they join up on Songfinch, you can get a rap written by them. Dan, are you up for it? Possibly. Why not? Yeah, they've been rapping a long time. Um, 
Yeah, we'll see. Ashley, we can talk about that offline if you want. I love it. Great. We'll take You'll have to go through some vetting. We'll see. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, well, I freestyled with him. I will vouch that he's he's definitely got the mad mic skills. Um, thank you so much for coming on to catch up uh, with All Killer No Filler. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you're not getting the D2C newsletter, you can subscribe for free at directtoconsumer.co. And if you want to learn more about Pilot House's All Killer No Filler services, take off to pilothouse.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.